Creative Congregation with Necktie. Welcome to Creative Congregation, Episode 8, where we work each week to dispel the myth that a creative person cannot make a living doing what they love. Short episode this week. I want to highlight a couple of the things that I've learned from the retail boot camp class, talk a little bit about inventory management, and give the usual updates. So I mentioned that we've started this retail boot camp class, and it's through TechTown Detroit. I would already go out on a limb and say this is probably worth your investment if you live in the Detroit area and you can uh, apply to this class in the future. I've just had a week of the class, but I'm already really impressed with what we're, we're learning and, and how quickly this class moves along. I'm sure there's similar options in your city, so just really, really take a look out there and see what kinds of incubators or sort of startup uh, entities that you have in your community and, and kind of know that those are not just directed at your traditional idea of a startup, like a software startup or building an app or things like that. There, there are options for small business owners and things like, uh, you know, creatives would do to, to start making a living. So this class, again, so far, I've been I've been quite impressed. I just wanted to share some of the learnings I've, I've gotten from the first week of class because I talked about that I, I would cover that in our, in our future episodes. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was the discussion we had in the class about the value proposition that your business brings. So this is something that was covered when I was in business school in a lot of classes and you hear about it all the time. What is a company's value proposition? And it's sort of a nebulous term in my opinion. You know, it feels that you understand it intrinsically, but when you actually start to think about it as it relates to your business, it's a little more difficult to articulate. One way the instructor put it that I thought was really insightful was your value proposition is literally the value you propose. So what is it that you're you're offering to customers and, and what is the value that they're going to get out of it? And sometimes that's hard to articulate because you're talking about something like I'll give examples of people who make art. So if you sell art, what is the value that people get out of that? It, it can actually be quite varied depending on even the individual customer. So if you're selling at a pop-up market, you have you know 10 different prints of your work and a customer comes up and really loves a, a drawing that you did that's purple and pink and, and just kind of very interesting color coordination and, and real bright. And you ask them, you know, what, what is it about this that stood out to you? You know, why did you choose to buy it today? And they say, well, I have a purple and pink uh, furniture set that I wanted something that matches for it. And so for that person, the value proposition is literally the color matching of what you created. For another person, it could be, um, you know, you painted a picture of a dog and it looks just like their dog that they had as a kid growing up. And so it just means a lot to them and it reminds them of of their childhood. So, you know, the value proposition can be very diverse, especially for someone in in a creative industry. So, I think it's something that I'm still working through with with my co-founder and how we really articulate that because it's important to know because that can kind of pivot some of your approaches to how you sell things and and where where you sell them and when. And so I encourage folks who are starting a business as a creative to really think about that. And I caution, you know, as a creative, you, you get into this because you have passion about something and you have sort of a vision. I personally think that you don't want to pivot so much to you're just you're just saying I'm gonna my value proposition needs to be, you know what's gonna 
appeal to the most amount of people. I mean, if that's your goal, if you want to make a lot of money and, and primarily that's your goal, then you can certainly do that. But I know for a lot of creatives, you want to control what you're, what you're making and feel like it's really something that's coming from your own personal beliefs or your own personal interests. So try to think of where you can match up your, your, your vision and things that you care about and you're passionate about with what a customer, a customer might care about. You know, that was the biggest takeaway from me as it relates to that. The other thing we covered, which again is if you've taken a business class, undergrad, business school, um, read, read about this online, it's pretty common. It's, it's the five P's. So looking at the five P's of retail, we talked about that in the class. And, and those are people, product, price, promotion, and placement. And I won't jump too, too far into them. They're fairly straightforward, but it, they are things that you really want to think about as you're starting a business. The, the people being, you know, both you as the founder or with a co-founder and uh, others that you bring on to help sell your product, you know, that's important. And, and I thankfully have thought about that in our business, but I, I'm looking for people who are really passionate about the products that we sell. And, and that is something that's important because it's part of the customer experience. If, if they don't want to be there, if they don't want to sell what, what they're, what's being offered, then it's not going to really reflect well towards the customer's. The product is, is very straightforward, but it also can be things like uh, not only the product you're selling, but like the quality you're choosing to, to create it. If, if you're manufacturing something or if you're building something by hand, you know, what is like the quality threshold? Is it something where you're going to, you're building a statue that's got all these articulating parts and you want it to have titanium rods in it to articulate the joints and you want it to be like the most indestructible sculpture that ever existed you know that's certainly a choice you can make you just have to weigh that out with you know what you're going to charge for that how much it's going to cost to make going back to the value proposition is this something that customers value do they care about having titanium rods and an indestructible sculpture you know things that you just really want to think about as you're building out your products because it's not just about you know what you personally think is important it's what the customer might might value and, and what's going to make sense for your business price ties into that along with promotion those are just you know what you're going to price things at as well as you know when are you going to promote or 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 discount or offer you know incentives Th those can be important you can you can price things too high or you can price things too low or you can find maybe a, a good middle ground um, clearly if you price things too low it might it might create a perception that you, your work isn't valuable or you don't value your work or your time or on the inverse, you price it too high and people might think you're kind of out of your mind because you're you're just a starting, you know, up and coming artist and you don't have a reputation that that sort of warrants those those high costs. So think about that, you know, obviously it ties to how you how you're going to make money, you know, how you're going to pay the rent, how you're going to pay your bills and be able to live off this this uh, endeavor. You need to find a price point that works and you also need to find uh a volume of quantity of th selling things that make that makes sense you know maybe it's going to take you selling a couple hundred pieces a, a month to to make the living you want but just think about logistically how you're going to do that not only creating all of this this content or material to sell but how are you going to fulfill orders you know if you're selling online how are you going to make sure the orders get out in a reasonable timeline if you're selling at markets how are you going to transport a lot of that inventory so things you have to think about as you go through this it's it's not as simple as 
I want to bring a handful of pieces to an art fair and, and sell them and hope that, you know, that that works each each week because, you know, you may not be able to make an art fair. You may not be able to do this on a regular basis. So you got to really, you know, do some math. You know, it's not really the strong suit of creatives usually, but pull up a Google Drive, make an Excel spreadsheet and just crunch some numbers. It doesn't have to be this formal thing that, you know, you see on company uh, financial reports. It doesn't need to be something super complex. Just do some math to figure out, you know, what makes sense for you and how you're going to make money. And then placement is the last one. And that's important, especially when you get to a place where as a creative, if you're selling individual products and you're selling things in a store, where are they located? How does it look to a customer? What's the experience as they come in? So we're doing an exercise as part of this class where I'm going to survey a, a few different stores, kind of secret shop, if you will, and see how they're set up and what's good about them, what's bad about them. And so I'll talk a little bit about that in our next episode, but I think that's something that's really important. And, you know, I don't want to sway too far away from kind of the general idea of this show when we talk about just making a living as a creative. Obviously, in addition to some of the stuff I'm talking about here, we have a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about as it relates to um, making a living, you know, as a musician and things like that. So those things all still apply. They may seem a little more uh, a little more abstract, but it, it still does apply. Things like how you set up your gear, how you set up your presence on stage, all of these things could kind of tie into your product and your placement. So, you know, the five P's of retail can, can still kind of transfer, but think of them kind of primarily as it relates to selling products. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was a, a just an interesting conundrum that I've that I've ran into this week already is how do I store all of this stuff that I'm purchasing to sell, right? Both the inventory as well as just things like for the, the booths we set up for these art fairs. Something I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about when I got this thing going, but it's pretty important. When you don't have a physical store, you, you need to store things in a place that makes sense. Right now, my apartment is filled with boxes, so I'm sure my co-founder, when she gets home from her day job, is not going to be super stoked about that. So you have to just think about that. Is there a short-term storage you can you can use? Is there a way to, to house your inventory elsewhere? Uh, because that's just, it's just part of the day-to-day that you have to think about. So those are kind of the main things this week. A lot, a lot of content there, a lot of things to think about, but I just want to keep helping folks out there, kind of sharing some of the learnings I'm getting from these classes and just the experience. So for, for this next week, it's, it's, it's just full steam ahead, continuing to purchase things, buy inventory, and, and get other things ready for these art fairs. Next one coming up in September, I'm hoping to get one earlier than that. So lot going on. Uh, Like I said, this episode I'm keeping fairly short this week, so I want to make sure that if there's any questions or things that come up as a result of this show that you guys just reach out to me. It's uh, NecticeOfficial on Twitter is the uh, my regular handle and then the creative con- congregation twitter is called it's necktie creative so feel free to send a, a direct message or you know just tweet at me and if there's things you want to discuss we can kind of walk through them so thanks again for tuning in this week everybody i hope everybody has a good rest of the week if you're getting started on this journey i wish you the best if you have questions or just about the basics or things i've talked about in previous episodes again just reach out Hope you guys have a good rest of your week, and uh, we'll catch up next week. Creative Congregation with Necktie.